Introducing Kicking Back with the Cooks, presented by Woodhouse. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com. Here's head coach John Cook, along with your host, Lauren Cook-West. Welcome back. Another month kicking back with the cooks and good news for you, Coach Cook. You're stuck with me for another 12 months because I just got word that we have been renewed for another year. So a big thanks to Woodhouse, our sponsor and Playfly for making all this possible. And how do you feel about that? Oh, Lauren, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound thrilled. Yeah. How are you doing today? You okay? Let, let's let me start with this. We Wait, got call, okay, go we got Collins on the radio show last week. Uh, when's the next pod? Or cooking back, <laughs> kicking back with the cooks. So people are fired up. They were wondering what the heck's going on. I love it. We have to give them some good stuff this month. Then, yeah. uh, how are you today? Well, I, I want to say that we're recording this the day after the Kentucky match. So you are officially. I don't know when they'll put this out for the public to see, but you're officially done with preseason. You're going into conference play. It's Monday morning. You just played Kentucky last night. How are you? Doing good. Got up this morning and uh, hit high V. Uh, grabbed a little breakfast there. Best best breakfast in Lincoln on O Street. Uh, and I, I had to just drive down O Street to see if, you know uh, how safe it was this morning. We got things stirred up on that, and of course, everybody in the high V wants to talk about the match last night. It was a great match, and then got my hair cut. But Jody, who cuts my hair, she didn't. She didn't even know we played. So, we talked about other things. We talked about Matt, Madden and her daughter. Her daughter's a senior in high school, and uh, so there you go. That's my world. You got a haircut today? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, looks good. Yeah, we got a, we got a. a yeah, today today's catch-up day. Wait, didn't last time Madden saw you or FaceTimed with you, didn't she tell you you needed a haircut? Or no, did she ask she you? She asked you me if I got a haircut. Yeah, I had. She was, and that was a couple weeks ago, right? It was like, I, I go about every month. It was like a month ago. Yeah. And she's two. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't even tell. I don't know how she tells. Speaking of Madden, it's been an emotional week for this mom. I, well, t last two weeks, Madden started preschool and uh, do you ever remember did you ever take me to school or pick me up from school or were you too busy uh, I don't remember that far back I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you went to school that young but I think I did Pre uh, everyone goes to preschool right I I don't know I don't remember but she's, she's we, we lived right around the corner you could walk to the school yes I guess I walked a yeah, lot so you yeah. didn't have to worry about picking yeah. me up or dropping me off you, you just, you don't remember my entire childhood. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Madden and I came to visit you uh, a couple weeks ago. And for anyone who doesn't know, I call every match remotely. Unless we're back in Lincoln, then I obviously call it in person. But uh, we came to visit you a couple weeks ago. And I want to talk about that visit because there were some cool things that were happening. First of all, our favorite, Zach Bryan, performed. Yeah. And you and I had a little daddy-daughter date night, and we went. And I, I have been to a lot of concerts, and I've seen a lot of different music genres in person. This was hands down probably one of the best performers. I've, I have not been to Taylor Swift. I've heard she's pretty good, but he has to be one of the best performers I've ever seen. Uh, if you're at, looking for verification on that, I would have to agree. It was a great concert. 
I, we play every day the revival song, the, the end. Every day, we, it's, a, it's a recording from Red Rocks. We play it every day oh in practice. Gosh. It just gets everybody going. But, yeah, it's incredible how he had that set up. And, um, and uh, the other cool thing was you and I got to, we were down there on the floor when he came in and out at the end. And, uh, and then you got to, you know, tell me about his girlfriend standing right there and, I, I told the players about that. They all know who she is, and she, they say she's, she, she talks about all the controversial stuff, all the gossip and everything. Yeah, she, yeah. Did you get the song I sent you from the, his new album? Yes, I haven't, I haven't put it on Spotify yet to listen to it. We, we were kind okay, of busy so you this haven't weekend. listened to it. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. All right, well, you'll have to let me know what you think. He just yeah. came out with a new album. If you haven't heard of Zach Bryan, go check him out. I think a lot of his songs are on Yellowstone. That's how I first of him yeah lauren by the way i was just parking right outside the studio here and here comes a a student walking by he's got a black shirt yellow says yellowstone ranch or yellowstone dutton ranch <laughs> on his shirt did you stop him no oh you should have stopped him uh, I, I was thinking about it but uh anyway he, cool. he probably would have you guys could have chatted yellowstone well you heard about the shirts last night okay I, I wanted to ask you about that because I saw a photo and it was you. It's like an outline of your face in a cowboy hat and I want one. Yeah. I just asked Lindsay this morning to grab me some. So I think she's gathering some. They gave them out the student section. So how cool is that? Whose idea was this? I, it's our marketing people, I guess. Uh, you know, they our, are our event people. How cool is that? So I'm so trying to cool. get as many as I can. Got to give them my cowboy friends, you know. I just got a cowboy out in Lexington, just sent me a new rope to rope, rope steers on, and, and he's, he's uh, got a new, new fan. And last night, I don't, know, I don't know who was in my box last night. I looked up, there's just four dudes with cowboy hats. So cowboys <laughs> were in the house last night. <laughs> That's hilarious. How, how are the horses? I, I've heard that they're now all living in the same, they don't just pasture together. They now are all in the same corral. I don't, what do you call it? Barn? And they're in, in the corral. Or in the, the corral together. Yeah. yeah. It was a seamless transition. Yep. They're all buddy buddies now. So Reggie's part of the pack. Remember the horses, horses like uh, to be in packs. And uh, <laughs> I was just reading something interesting because I, I share all this stuff with our team all the time about horses and how they, they sense things. But Horses can sense your heart rate, and they can sense each other's heart rates, and that's one of the ways they know if, if one of the horse's heart rate goes up, they know, okay, there could be a threat of a predator or something. So it alerts the whole herd. So how cool is that? That's really cool. Did you get the Instagram video I sent you about, I think Diamond Cross Ranch posted it, and it was about, it was a cowboy talking and it was a poem about him and his horse and how yeah. his horse can't work anymore. I, I started crying. Like, yeah. this is the saddest thing. It, but it was all about how he, people were wondering why he doesn't sell his old horse because there's no use for the old horse. And he said, well, this old horse is my friend yep. and is my family. And I'm not going to, you don't sell your friends or your family. Yeah. Lauren, that's the cowboy way. I, I know I could sit here and tell you several cowboys who have these older horses around and it's out of respect because they worked hard. They did a great job. So they, you know, they still, they don't ride them, but they still take care of them and they get, they let them live out their life there. It's, it's really cool. 
but by the way, the Diamond Cross Ranch and Grant Golliger, who we've talked about before, I've, I've given, I probably bought eight of his books now and given them out to people, and they just say, game changer. Game changer for them. These are business people, leaders. They love what he talks about. You know, and the book's called Think Like a Horse, and a uh, great book on leadership and team building and all based around training horses. That'll be our next date, heading okay. out to Diamond Cross Ranch, uh, hanging with Grant for a day. I know. I want to I meet him. That's, that's my next job, working for him. He's a, he's a real cowboy. Back to Matt and I's visit. I don't know if you know this, but the children, so you had volleyball day because we were out there for the Memorial Stadium match, which I want to get into. But first, um, a lot of local businesses, I think, bought into this volleyball day vibe and event. And the Children's Museum did half off. So if you were going there that day, you didn't have to pay full price. And then they had this really cool bracelet making station for the kids. And it was little volleyballs and the colors of all the teams. And they could sit there and make their bracelets and then wear them to the match that night. And I just thought, how cool that the entire community really bought into this volleyball day. And I'm, I'm sure there's so many other places that did things that I just was unaware of. But that's one example. I mean, did you know any of that stuff was going on outside of, you know, the, the volleyball world that the businesses were doing or general public? Uh, I had no idea, and of course Madden gave me some of the some braces she made, which were really <laughs> cool. But I had no idea. But post a stadium match for us, uh, it's still it's still an unbelievable experience for everybody. Everybody's still talking about it. It's uh, yeah, it was an epic night for Nebraska, and I think a lot of people who don't go to volleyball matches normally were at that stadium match, and it just it was a special night, and uh, it, people are still talking about it. Did anything surprise you about that night? No, um, I well, I had nothing, no expectations, so nothing really surprised me because you know, I was in awe the whole night, but probably the the one big surprise was the drone drone show and I noticed last uh, Saturday night we had a night football game so of course I got to go to it because uh, we played Sunday night instead of Saturday and um, they had the drones up for the football game celebrating 100 years of Memorial Stadium it, it was so awesome and um, that those drones are amazing amazing uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being you were really feeling it did how did you feel or how did it did you feel like a football coach walking through the tunnel no question and, I, and <laughs> again I, 12 yeah and I you know the football team just got their first tunnel walk Saturday and I was just you know I heard coach rule talking about it you know how special that would mean to him and I I, I could really relate with what he was going to go through and, and the feeling of coming out of there it's it's unbelievable how do you dream bigger than this? What's, I know you said you have, we did a post game with you after the Memorial Stadium match. Can you just drop a couple hints? No, I can't. So we're, we're always, we got two things we're working on. They're long shots, but we're, we're taking big swings at it. So we'll see. A lot of it's out of our control. If, okay, let me ask you this. Would it be happening next year or is this a couple years out? Both could be happening next year, yes. But Wow. I don't even know what this is. I know. I'm not saying anything because, again, a lot of it's out of our control. Other people are making decisions, but 
they're, they're, they'd be really cool. Arrowhead? <laughs> no. no. Let's move on. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, starting lineup. You had a starting lineup. You were very consistent with it. Lost few matches, the majority of preseason. And then two of your starters were out for this Kentucky match, Laney and Lindsay. How does that change things? Do you, do you feel like you, after the performance from Ali Batenhorst, Maisie Bozinger, Kennedy Orr, some of those players, do you feel like it changes your, your starting lineup moving into Big Ten play? Or uh, do you feel pretty confident with the lineup that you were rolling with the majority of preseason? I feel com confident with either lineup. And I think, you know, that's one of the strengths of this team is we can. I mean, literally everybody played last night except for Caroline, who were kind of trying to potentially redshirt and uh, uh, Maggie Mendelson, who, uh, I mean, she's started some matches already and I have, you know, no problem, you know, putting her in. It's just, we were in a pretty good rhythm. So, uh, but those guys are in a battle every week to who starts. Uh, and so anyway, um, it's one of the strengths of our team. And I, you know, I, I wanted to tell them after the match, you know, or before the match last night, because we knew we were going to be without two starters and, and or two players that had been starting. But, you know, if you look at our red-white, we matched them up as even as we could, and it was, you know, three deuce games, and it went four. So it's, uh, we, we've, this, this group can battle, and we can put a lot of different people out there and still battle and play at a really high level. The Stanford match. That match surprised me. I, if you were asked, if you asked me before that match, how I thought you, your team would do, I thought you guys were going, were going to lose. Just on paper, comparing the two teams, I, Stanford is just loaded. Were you expecting that level of performance from your team? Um, probably not. I mean, I, I probably was a little apprehensive going in there. We haven't, has never won at Stanford. You know, they're not in school right now. They have a huge advantage. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, we were playing four freshmen, so I wasn't sure what to expect, and that was our first really, really big match on the road. Uh, K-State was a, was a good test, but, I mean, we're playing a top-five team on the road. And, uh, Lauren, I'm, but I was thinking, did you ever win at Stanford when you were at UCLA? <laughs> I was going to bring this up, the, because if you would have lost, the last, I was telling JB off the air, <laughs> I said, the last cook to win here was in 2009, and a Cook has not won since in, well, it, I guess you can't, you don't, can't count Carissa, yeah. uh, my cousin, but your niece, but uh, a Cook playing for a team other than Stanford, the last time to win it. And that, that was UCLA, we had, I don't think we had beat Stanford in eight years. Yeah. So, so kind of a similar situation, and we came in there, and I think it ended up taking five sets, but Alex Kleinman, I remember she was playing, She's now an Olympic gold medalist. And did you stuff her? I think I did because that's, how, we'll have, that's a good story. I think you made a bet with me. Here, here's the deal. UCLA campus is huge, huge. And everyone has, a, a, I think they call it a moped. Yeah. A little vet, like Vespa moped. Yeah. I don't know if those are still a thing. Uh, but that's how you zip around campus or you have a bike. And you just, you have to have one of those. Otherwise, it's impossible to get around campus. And I think you made a bet with me that if I, it was either if I aced or stuffed Kleinman, I would get 
a moped and it ended up happening. And then the next week you bought me a red moped, red oh. Vespa. Oh, wow. You remember that? Nice job. That's a great win. <laughs> it was worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably illegal or it probably was illegal back in the day. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, it was your first NIL deal. Yeah, NIL before it was a yeah. thing. Uh, did any other matches surprise you this preseason? Or anything else that really stood out to you that, uh, I guess, that was a positive that you were really proud of and then something maybe that was a negative that you need to work on? Well, we, the, I don't know if there's real negatives, but I just we, we have to continue to get better serving and passing. We, we're having some breakdowns where we miss serves or we go into a passing rut. So that's something we've got to... We've got to really solidify here going in the Big Ten and understand the importance of each serve and each pass. And it's just these last, this last week really emphasized that because it's just so hard to score points on some of these teams. And then you got to, if you, and if you feel like if you don't pass and get a good swing, you know, you start getting behind and you get a run on you, and then it's really hard to come back. So that's, that's the big thing. Uh, the, the, the thing that, Again, I'm not surprised, but you never know till you get in these matches is, you know, how, how gritty is your team? How hard are they going to fight? How are they going to handle rough spots? And we're seeing a team that's fighting really hard. And, the, you know, the best dramatic example we can have is that rally against Kentucky last night, which everybody's talking about, saying it's one of the, maybe the longest rally ever. It was unreal. And, you know, we found a way to win it. And it wasn't like... <laughs> We were getting easy balls. I mean, we were making, uh, you know, ESPN Sports Center digs and covers and plays to get the ball back over, and so was Kentucky. It was just, it was an unreal minute and a half of volleyball. I don't think you'll ever have to question effort with this team. They, uh, they're, they're so fun to watch. I, I was texting with Bridget Root, a former Husker, and we were both saying this is the first team in a few years that we, it's just enjoyable to watch because the effort is there. They, they just look like they love playing together, love being out there and they're, they're truly fighting for every single point. Yeah. Nope. That's they, you're right. They don't give up. They don't put it on cruise control. I mean, sometimes I think the youngsters, their, their mental game gets thrown off a little bit, but the effort is always there. Yeah. No, they, so that's the one thing that we're learning that uh, they they can, uh, you know, and again, I, I told him, he goes, it's going to be like this for the next 10 weeks now in the Big Ten. I mean, it's like this every week. Uh, and uh, so buckle up. Here we go. Do you have any other messages for your girls going into Big Ten play? Since a lot of them, I mean, really, Lexi, is, Lexi and Lindsay and Allie are the only ones who have experience in the Big Ten. I know. Uh, nope, we'll just... Uh, you know, keep keep doing what we're doing, and and um, hopefully win a lot of matches, three games by two points. Do you realize? I don't know if you know this. If you look at your opponents through the preseason, I think since K State, I could be wrong. There could have been some teams before that, but since K State, I believe there has been a, your coaching tree is so large that there has been a coach on each team since K State that is somehow connected to you or worked under you or worked for you. Yep, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, in fact, I think you can include K State because Fiona Nepo's there. 
Right. K- yep. K State. Fiona yep. Nepo. Fiona volunteered for us. I think when when season. Or played, or they played for you, or yeah. were a grad assistant for you, or an assistant yeah. coach. Everyone since then has had someone on their staff that is somehow related to you in a coaching capacity. I, that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. It just means what other co- just means I'm what, old, Lauren. <laughs> no, it means that you uh, you help transform young coaches into becoming into becoming assistant coaches or part of a staff or you're helping uh, just mold and build a lot of these coaches. And I, what other coach in the country has can say that or has that coaching tree? Yeah, I mean, there's there's other coaching trees from other coaches and. Um... But, uh, you know, I just, part of my job is to try to develop coaches to, to move on from here. And, you know, we got our grad assistant people now. You know, Nicklin's going to be a great coach. Uh, and the other guys we have. I and mean, we just, Spencer, we just lost to Stanford men. He's supposed to be here another year finishing his master's. And Stanford men's volleyball just hired him away. So we're, we're, we're fulfilling our responsibility of developing young coaches here. Speaking of coaches, Jordan Larson, when everyone wants to know when she is joining you all full time. I just got a text from her and she will be flying back the evening of the 25th of September. So she said, I'll be in the gym on the 26th. So uh, excited about that. But she's in Poland right now. Uh, the USA is playing in an in a Olympic qualifying tournament which I think they have to win it uh, to qualify for the Olympics. So this is their first chance to qualify for the Olympics. And I, think, I don't think most people understand you have to, unless you're the host country, you have to qualify to get in the Olympic Games for volleyball. So they have a very tough, it's eight, eight teams, so they're going to play seven teams, and whoever has the best record is the champion, and they qualify for the Olympics. And if they don't do that, then the next opportunity would, I think, be in the North because I'm not sure when that is. Uh, when that will happen, uh, but it's stressful trying to qualify for the Olympics. So they're in Poland right now. I think they played two matches so far, so they have five more to go, and then she'll come straight from Poland to here. And will she be with you through December, or does yes. she leave again to go no, play somewhere? She's with us through the end of the season, and I I'd have not talked to her about uh, what she's doing in in the in the spring or January, February, March, April time frame, uh, and I, I'm not worried about it because we're 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 in beach, so we can only have two beach coaches. So it's, I mean, her and I really aren't. You know, I'll probably let have Kelly and Jalen coach beach, and uh, there's there's no really, um, you know, we can't. Again, it's limited. So you know, if she's not here, great. If she's here, great. But you know, the other thing I was thinking about with her, you know, she's. This is a great setup for her because she gets to coach here. She's got a, she's uh, in Lincoln. She gets to work out because she needs to continue to work out, trying to trying to be in Paris Olympics next year. And so this is going to be pretty cool to have her here. I mean, she's like a player coach in a way. So she'll be able to play against your players in practice. Yeah, we're not going to have her do that. Uh, I, I think she'll want to break, but. She works out really hard, so she'll be a great example for our players. Okay, here's somebody who's just in her off-season mode right now, and you know she's going to be busting it uh, and can be in there with them. And um, so I'm I'm pretty fired up about that. Merit. 
Merritt has gone bunless for the last few matches, and it's been the talk of the town. <laughs> and she has transformed into a different player. Yeah. She, she just looks so confident out there, so comfortable. She's making plays on defense that I, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, how does someone with her size make that play just because she's so tall and for her to get low and get underneath some of those, some of those attacks and get them up. I mean, she's backcourt defense, attacking out of the back row, blocking, serving. She's stressing opposing teams with her serve, attacking. I mean, she is firing on all cylinders. You, you watched her a little bit when she was at Florida. Does she look like a different player even from when she was at Florida? Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's hard to say, and you know, it's hard to do comparisons. I mean, she had some huge matches at Florida, and uh, but what what I see from her is uh, she's competing really hard. She's embracing her role in our team. I think she's having fun. She's a heck of a leader, and I, you know, I I complimented her, her and Lexi last night after the match. I mean, we we could have got sideways a lot of times last night, and those guys just kept that group together and kept them believing. And as you know, Lauren, it's hard to do to focus on your game and then trying to, you know, we got two people who haven't played much. Maisie hasn't hardly ever played. It's the most she's ever played in two years here. And just holding it all together and in a very tense and uh, competitive match. And uh, those guys, those guys are doing a really, really good job. Do you think she'll ever go back to the bun? I don't know. That That's... You guys need to ask her that. I don't, I don't really consult with her on her hair. Uh, um, but uh, uh, <clears throat> probably whatever gets, gets her the most uh, followers on Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> Please start consulting with her on, the ha on her hair. We need to know. Okay. I'll, this I'll is ask important her. information. Yeah, she, I asked the first time. She just said she wanted to try something new. So here she we go. Also, I also heard her in an interview say that you changed, and this is, we're going to get into some volley talk here, but you changed her approach. And I'm not sure, I can't remember if she said you, it's now, she starts out wider or it, she was starting out wide and you guys kind of narrowed her approach. Can you touch on that? Uh, we really didn't do much. We just made a couple of slight adjustments. What we're really working on is, is fundamentals for her. Um, she's got a couple little funky habits that limit her. And we really started that process in two a days, and it, we knew it would take time, and now I think we're starting to see the results of it. And um, so that's mainly what it is. And, you know, it's easy for her to, I mean, it's easier for her to explain, like, you know, her adjustment, her, but really we're working on uh, fundamentals and footwork. It's crazy to me that you have a player with so much experience who's so talented and it all comes down to fundamentals and yep. footwork. It's always about footwork. Yep. Whether you're a setter, attacker, right side, left side, middle, libero, I mean, it's always about footwork. Yeah, yeah. We, and we're, we work really hard on it. It's very, very important. And, um, and it's not just merit. It's all of, our, all of our hitters have to have great footwork. And then same thing for passing. And then, you know, Bergen, as you know, as a setter, we, we train 15 minutes a day on footwork just for setters. I mean, it's just part of their training that they get. It's, that's how important it is. Can we get Bergen to cut down on service errors, please? Last night was her first tough night. <laughs> no, she, against Stanford. She, there's oh. been a few matches where she's piled up like three or four service errors. Yeah, 
Yeah. She, she, uh, Bergen has been, as me and a couple other people, we, everybody's been, had a really nasty cold all week. And, uh, so I think part of it, part of it was a little bit of that. And, uh, of course, no, these are big matches for Bergen. And sometimes that stress shows up, especially in setters, that it'll show up in their serving game. Well, she does not look stressed. She looks <laughs> calm, cool, and collected. Yeah. I, I, she has zero emotion. Yeah. It's just I, I'm here to take. I'm here to do my job, take care of business, get yeah. my hitters in great situations. Lauren, you'll love this. So last night we're in game four. It's you know 19, yeah. 19, 20, 20. There's a timeout, and I'm like Bergen. Okay, you are going to have to get us a touch or a stuff on the block because she was getting worked pretty good. Yeah. Sure enough, they set her. She goes up and makes this move and blocks it back for a kill and, uh, you know, went over everybody's head back there. And that's what I love about Bergen. You just kind of tell her to do it. She goes, okay, coach, I'll do it. <laughs> well, you said before, sometimes you don't even have to tell her. You just look at her. Yeah. And it's like she knows what she needs to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She comes off. She goes, I know, I know. I, I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love watching her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's, she's special. She is. She really is. And I'm just happy that she's going up and throwing down some attacks on that second contact with one hand instead of two shooting it over. She's yeah. starting to become aggressive. Yeah, we we stopped showing her video of you doing that two shoot thing. So. <laughs> hey, I went I went up and threw it behind my head. Yeah, you did. We're, we've been working on you that. You need to we, work on that. We got to get that going. That that's a game changer. Yeah. Well, it's time for a confession lesson, oh, God, but nope. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, kind of let you off the hook. This will count as a confession and a lesson. I'm gonna put you on the spot. We are. We talked about school starting earlier. Uh, high school volleyball has also begun. And do you have any regrets or remorse? I've never asked you this before, but any regrets or remorse not being able to watch? all of my matches or make it to all of my games when I was in high school? Um, well, I, I, uh, obviously, uh, the answer would be yes. You know, and that was part of, the, part of the problem when you coach a sport that's in the same sport, you know, season as your kids are playing. Um, but, you know, I, I, uh, I did get to see a couple of your state championships, which was pretty cool. But yeah. you did miss some. Yeah, I missed I missed one or two, one of them, I think. Um, but also, I got to see you in club. That was the other advantage, though, that I always looked at was, okay, I'm missing some high school, but then I'm recruiting all the club tournaments you're playing in. So I got to see you play a lot of club matches, and you guys had a great run there for a couple years with you and Gina and uh, uh, Haley Tramer, and uh, you guys. Wait, did Haley play with you? Yeah. Was yeah. she on that club team? Try yep. to remember who else was on that team, but you guys had you won a couple national championships and, and uh you know that was that was a fun team to really fun team to watch. So I got to see a lot of those matches. Speaking of club, I read an or I saw an article. I didn't read it, I saw the title. And it was I think it involved you, maybe some other college coaches, Kevin Hamley, and it was saying how you guys are burnout when it comes to recruiting. Do you want to touch on that at all? Uh, I'm not really burned out. I really enjoy recruiting. Um, I think what, uh, so what the point that a lot of those coaches were making is, is that recruiting now, you, uh, you know, you feel like you're doing a lot of babysitting. 
And, uh, but I How really, so? well, you feel like you have to be there and everybody's like, oh, is Nebraska on our court? Is Nebraska not on our court? And, uh, but recruiting is a team effort and Jalen and Kelly and I, you know, we, we, uh, do it as a, as a group and try to make sure we, we cover everything we need to cover. And, you know, Jalen's exceptional recruiter, which was also highlighted in that article, but I really enjoy recruiting because I like, first of all, I like watching great players play and I, I learned, I learned watching them. Uh, second of all, uh, you know, I hate it when the moms put the purses on the chairs and there's no chairs to sit on and then, you know, nobody ever sits there. So I, I want to make some rules about that. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, they're long days and, and what they allude, I mean, you're, you know, it's loud, you know, Brent Wagner wrote that article and, you know, he's down there realizing, I mean, there's, you know, hundred courts going and whistles and people and, um, but, uh, I, I actually really am enjoying recruiting and, and, uh, and also with the new rules now, we, I think the rules have helped a little bit. I still think they're archaic, but, um, it's pushed everything back. So now we get a chance to really get to know them. We can have a time to, to talk with them and, you know, uh, FaceTime, and then they get to make official visits early and stuff like that. So, uh, or, or in their junior year. So that's really helped, I think, alleviate some of the pressure. But we have the longest recruiting season, I think, of almost any sport, longer than football and basketball. They all have limits and when they can go, when they can't go. I mean, we're basically January through uh we have May is a quiet period and January is a quiet period. So starting in February, all year round, it, we can recruit. You could be out. You're just limited on the, in the 80 days you can go out. Will Jordan Larson ever recruit for you guys or help with recruiting? Yes. Yeah. She'll be able to help with recruiting. Good. Well, that's all I have for you today. Oh, thank you. Lori. Pretty, pretty easy day for you. Yeah. You have, go enjoy the rest of your day off. Thanks for, as always, thanks for sitting down and chatting with us and best of luck to you in the Big Ten. You're about to go through the gauntlet and I, yeah, I, I, good luck preparing for some of those teams. Yeah, well, it's, you know, that's the one thing uh, Craig Skinner and I were talking about, the parity in college volleyball now. It's, it's getting very, very even. There's a lot of great teams. Just look at all the upsets. You know, one of the things I said after the match yesterday, well, we were of the top 10 teams that played, we were, we, we were the only team that went up 2-0 and, and won. So that's where college volleyball is going to be. But it's great for the fans. I mean, last night, I mean, you were on the edge of your seat the whole night last night. It, I mean, it was a great environment. Our fans were awesome. And it, but it was an exciting sporting event. It, during that long rally, I thought I was going to have a heart attack or go into <laughs> cardiac arrest. I couldn't, I literally could not breathe. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was unreal. That was amazing. Stanford match too. My anxiety was at all time high. I'm like this is we're, we are too early in the season for me to feel this way. Yeah, but, but you already won at Stanford, so no pressure. I know. <laughs> I think it's worse to watch. I don't know how you sit so still. I I would be a mess on the sidelines. I'm I'm a mess behind my headset. It, it's just it's so hard to watch. I think it's it's much easier to play and to be out on the court and. I, I just, you also, you, Kelly, well, Jalen is very animated, but you and Kelly yeah. sit there like stones and I don't know how you do it. Oh, I, I would I, be twitching in my seat. I've been up cheering a lot, Lauren, because there's a lot to cheer about. These guys are fun to watch.
I, you know, I will comment on that. I love it when you get up off the bench and you're clapping and you're yelling at someone because they did a great, in a good way, because they did a great job. And it's this new side of you. I I really haven't seen this before. You, you would see it occasionally for big moments and, and big plays in the past, but it's a little more consistent now and I'm digging it. Yeah. That's cool. You come out, hang out with these guys. Do the girls like it? I don't know. I don't ask them. (laughs) Well, you should ask them. But, but, uh, it's a fun group. Lots of follow-up questions for you about Merritt's hair, if they enjoy you cheering on the sidelines. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, you can ask those questions, and we'll follow up next episode. All right. Well, Coach Cook, as always, thank you so much for your time, and a big thank you to Russ Brown for producing this one, Nick Burkhart for editing, and all of our loyal listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kicking Back with the Cooks. We'll see you next month, and as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.